Welcome to Beers in the Sheds, a podcast where we talk about all things sport, beer, some random banter, and basically all those things you talk about with your mates over a couple of beers in the sheds after the game. I'm your host, Josh Donahoe, and I'm joined by my good mate each week, Daniel Friend. I'm based on the sunny coast in Queensland, and Friendy is based on the central coast of New South Wales. He'll be talking NRL, I'll be talking AFL, pretending we're experts in both, and talking about a whole lot of other stuff in between. I hope you enjoy the show. Alrighty, so we're back for season two, episode one. It's been a minute, Friendy. How are you, buddy? It has, mate. Yeah, full off season. Well, we're watching plenty of cricket, but yeah, full off season for the footy, but we are back and ready to roll for Beers in the Sheds season two. Who would have thunk it? We are. We're back for that season for all our, our loyal followers who've been requesting us to, to make our our presence felt back on the air. But I've had, uh, couple, I've had a couple of people asking when's it same. Coming? Yeah. So yeah, that's good. Shout out to well, Hayden was one of mine and Lawrence and I'm assuming Brady was one of yours after. Brady, uh Changer, Pfeiffer, a couple of my mates are definitely like, What's going on, mate? Are you gonna bring it back? What's what's yeah, happening? Good. But to be honest, it I literally I felt like we blinked and it was only a minute since we saw the Eels and the Swans completely destroy everyone's hope of a decent grand final watching. And I feel like that was yesterday. And here we are, footy season about to kick off. Uh, you know, it's Wednesday while we're recording and the NRL kicks off tomorrow. But holy shit, a lot happened in the summer. How was yours? Yeah, good, man. I, I can't complain. Like working at a school, I get six weeks off every summer, which they. Uh, I know it sounds a bit silly to say, but sometimes they can drag, but this year went super quick. So I don't know if it was because we were doing more because, to be fair, the cricket, it was a bit uh, a bit dismal. The Windies days are certainly numbered, I think, in the test arena. Uh, and, yeah, we're doing a lot more activities, beach, friends, lots of drinking. Uh, so no beers in the sheds. Oh, well, I guess with... We've been playing I'm, cricket. Yeah, playing cricket. That's fair, actually. Yeah, a few beers in the sheds, but... Yeah, we tend to um, – there's only a couple of us that shower now, all the young blokes, they, they don't do it. So um, we get out of the sheds pretty quickly, unfortunately. But, yeah, how was your summer, mate? Mate, summer for us is busy on the sunny coast here. Being in tourism, we are mm-hmm. flat out running tours and it's it's yep. bonkers coming into Chrissy. But, uh, you know, usually take the boxing day off and watch the cricket and the uh, – um, you know, just, I guess, kick back and and just enjoy a couple of public holidays. But we just ran right through Christmas and, and January. And, uh, you know, I have literally just come back from a, a decent holiday in Japan. So I had three weeks off yeah. enjoying that, which was exceptional. Um, so, look, man, it's been a pretty good, pretty good summer. But like I said, it's just gone so quickly. I, I would agree with you. Absolutely, man. I was funny you mentioned Boxing Day because I think I was going to – the, one of the local pubs at about or midday with a few mates and stuff. And I was watching a young bloke get his first Test 100 in Australia, Alex Carey, who I did play against when I was younger. And I was just weighing up our two lives. And I was like, hmm, <laughs> maybe, yeah, a little bit different. But maybe I'd enjoy being out on the field on Boxing Day scoring 100 rather than being at this pub that I was at. But I don't know, good friendship and stuff. You can't beat that too, so. Yeah, well, kudos to Kerry just on that note, and and mm. it's often overlooked that he was an AFL player as well with with GWS. So, um, cross coding and doing it doing it exceptionally well. Yeah, tell me a bit more about Japan, mate. What what happened over there? I know there's lots of snow, obviously, which is a bit different to our summer. 
Yeah, we chased a bit of snow and a bit of cool weather. So um, we hit up Huckaba, which uh, a friend of ours has got a, a small lodge there. So we've stayed there in the past. So plenty of good time on the snow there. But this time we went up to the North Island in Hokkaido, which mm-hmm. uh, is incredibly cold and snowy. So Sapporo was the main city we stopped at and then a small ski village called Ferrano. So yeah, chasing the snow, but chasing good times and, and good yeah. food. And Japan is just this wealth of culture, tra- tradition, um, uh, I don't know, good food, good beer, yeah, just just fun time. So we, we thoroughly enjoyed that trip and I've come back refreshed. Uh, so I only just got back fresh off the plane literally on Friday. So um, relatively recent, uh, recent return, but loved that holiday. So feeling yeah. good and prepped for, you know, 2023, but we're, you know, we're first of March already. So the year is already, already, already ticking away. Um, that's, that's the summer recap, but what's, what's installed this year, buddy? Plenty happening for you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, one day is probably going to be a little bit big. Going to uh, tie the knot, mate, get married. So uh, beautiful bride-to-be, Shell. She's, uh, she's pretty excited about it all. There's lots of wedding planning going on at the moment. Uh, I'm trying to help as much as I can. Uh, but, yeah, she's got that pretty under control. Uh, you'll be coming down for that one, so that'll be good to see you there as well. Looking um, forward to it. Is there is there a bridezilla on the scene, or is it all pretty nah, you know relaxed? Nah, she's good, mate. She she's nice. really good. So she also listens to this. So yeah, um, <laughs> well done, darling. You've done a great job. Um, also, mate, what about for you? There's a an investment I hear. Oh, look, a bit of fun. We've we've got another big year ahead, but uh, yeah, mm. look, a, a couple of mates of mine. Um, approached me and said they were buying a horse this year and uh, did I want to buy a small share? So I bought a 5, 5% in a, a small nice. horse called uh, Peer Pressure, uh, like Pixie. She's, uh, she's raced a couple of trials and she raced a maiden and finished third, um, which was pretty cool. And there's some big things on the on the horizon for her, hopefully, this year, mm. fingers crossed. But um, yeah, look, we'll, we'll talk about that a bit more at the end of uh, every podcast because we'll do a little pixie update on yep. where she's at and where she's trialing and, and where she's running. But she's a young, yeah, only a young two-year-old. And um, yeah. I've been enjoying learning more about the the racing industry and, and more the training industry and the breeding side of, of, of horse racing, which has been, for me, it's been really interesting because I haven't yeah. really known too much about that side. So, um, look, that's... You, yeah, I was going to ask you there... The difference between the stable name and the racing name. So the stable name's Pixie, obviously, and then peer pressure on race day. What, what's what's the go there? Is that just? Yeah, look again, something I've just learned. But um, Pixie is a, a stable name that the trainers mm-hmm. give them. I guess they yep. like a, a little pet name for them to mm-hmm. to just address them and and become a bit closer to them while they're training them. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, peer pressure is the the racing name or the stage name. I, I guess. Name. It, <laughs> but, but Pixie is her is her stable name. So yeah, a little Pixie update each week on how she's yeah. training and how she's tracking. Um, but that um, yeah, that's just something that's a bit of fun and it's a way for me to connect with some mates that I've known for a long time through school, and uh, we can hopefully catch up with some country race meets and some other things um, while our little horses uh, having a crack around the track. Absolutely, mate. She made me a little bit of cash, a little each way bet as well in her first start. So thank you. <laughs> Yeah, look, very happy with a third in a strong field, but um, she's only young, and it's just interesting to, interesting to see how she'll progress and train and, and run mm-hmm. in the future. But um, yeah, but yeah, lots of fun things to look forward to this year, including let's kick it off with the NRL. I mean, you're first up, I guess, because mate, the season kicks off tomorrow. Um, you're a little right, bit ahead of is. us with the AFL, mm-hmm. well and truly ahead of us this year, actually. But um, 
it's come around very quickly, but um, I thought I'd you know pick your brain and you can tell listeners a bit about what's happening and what's happening in the preseason form and if there's any new signings. So what's been happening up until this point before round one tomorrow? Mate, the preseason, they actually did a preseason challenge this year too, and the winner took out a hundred grand. So Peter Volandis, it's one of his ideas, and it didn't just incorporate who won, it had most offloads, most tries, um, most field goals and everything. You got basically ladder points for all those different things. So Manly took it out. They had a couple of big wins with lots of offloads and tries, try assists, all that sort of stuff. They look really good. I, I think in my preseason sort of predictions, I reckon I've got them really wrong. I'll probably have them in my eight now. Okay. Um, yeah, and I don't take too much into trials normally, but they look so slick. Um yeah, I guess heavily relying on Tommy Trebojevic. But, yeah, they're probably my almost smokies, I, I reckon, now. And then the big signings, Api Korosau for uh, from the Panthers to the Tigers. He's, yeah, absolute class, a dummy half for them. I think he'll lift them dramatically. And Viliami Kikau also leaving the Panthers to the Bulldogs. So the bit of salary cap starting to bite the Panthers a little bit. I still expect them to be top four and, and every chance to win again. But... Um, yeah, probably I, I, for myself, I'm looking at the, the Cowboys to take out the premiership this year. I really okay. like their chances. Um, they're probably maybe fourth favorite, something like that. But, um, yeah, I really like what they have, what's happening there and wooden spoon, mate, I've got the dragons and I know some of your mates might not be too happy about that <laughs> drama going on there. I think they're off their coach too. Hey, so, um, geez, that's not good this time of year. No, no. So, yeah, who knows? I, I sort of I loathe tipping a wooden spoon because it's a bit of a, a negative thing. But, I mean, someone's got to get it, don't they? Hopefully it's not my knights because they're every chance too. Well, what what you think of a wooden spoon, they're every chance. Well, maybe. I think it, their boys are off our coach too. So, I know I am. I think our coach is an idiot. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's sort of what's happening for the footy. Um, when When does the AFL start, mate? Uh, so we've got, well, we've had a couple of, um, what do they call them? Simulation matches, I yeah, guess, yeah. which um, have been pretty much just a scratch match, which is kind yeah. of unusual for a code to play something so relaxed without any kind of yeah. you know, structure to it. Whereas this week, um, they're actually having trial matches or matches that follow the same time structure and everything of a normal AFL. So yeah. um, there'll be three matches um, this week, uh, on every night of the week, I should say. Is it, they still do the NAB Cup, or no? They've cha- no, and they've oh, changed huh? it. I, I was going to bring something to the podcast about like they had an ex AFL and they changed the rules and did some That's different right. things. Yep. I think they just try to do something a little bit different each year mm-hmm. um, to to keep everyone interested. But uh, yeah, to be honest, mate, it's been pretty pretty relaxed at this point. So very hard to get a read on on what's happening. Yep. Um, with the AFL, but it kicks off on uh, the 16th, Thursday the 16th. So okay. we've still got a couple of weeks. So, yeah, two two weeks behind uh, Is, the in, in terms of them, like I know Geelong took it out last year and everyone was saying they were the, the old guys. They dressed up as the old guys on Mad Monday, which I thought was funny as. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. Are, are, they, are they looking similar squad or what? Yeah, what's the go with them? Yeah, look, I feel I still think they're going to be very, very competitive. Uh, yeah. Paddy Dangerfield has now been named captain, mm-hmm. so look, I think they're going to be super competitive. And they, the way they played consistently throughout the year is just going to put them in the top four. And if they're fit, in form, 
you know, they can contest the mm. granny again. So I think um, they're well and truly up there. My swans, oh, look, hard to tell. Buddy's been training, but even John Longmire said, uh, you know, at 36, he won't be playing every game. His, yeah. his, his pre-season fitness hasn't been amazing. So, mm-hmm. uh, look, I mean, I've had a speculation bet in top yeah. four because I like to see them finish top four. It's a great way to last year. Yeah, it was lucky to get that yeah. last year. And it's a great way to be competitive in the granny. Yeah. But top eight can be a challenge, but they're probably more a top eight team at best okay. this year. Um, and look, we were talking about wooden spoons before, but North, yeah. a couple of years in a row. But they have got Alistair Clarkson on board and yeah. you know a couple of other signings and things too. So maybe they can shake that off and be a little bit more competitive yeah. uh, throughout the season. Ricky just a, bit, just a bit early, bit early to say, I guess at this point. Um, yeah, I'll be watching tomorrow night and over the weekend. Yeah, uh, with this preseason matches, but hard to say at this point. Yeah, nice. Ricky Ponting will be disappointed again, being the number one ticket holder at North Melbourne. Um, you reckon? <laughs> yeah, well, oh, he might have some better games to watch this year, though. I think maybe. Yeah, yeah. No, fair enough, mate. Well, looking forward to all of that as well. I should probably brush up and watch a little bit more this year. I reckon. Um, well, look, I mean, I, I usually tune into the NRL for a couple of games at the start yeah, of the season yeah. and then handpick a few. Being a, an Eels fan at heart, I do yeah. keep an eye on it. But, I, you know, you're going to be given the, the key commentary this year, so uh, I'll be <laughs> following your lead. But I know they kick off uh, – I think actually they're the first game tomorrow night, aren't they? Yes. and Para. Yeah, um, Melbourne and Para. Yeah, oh, Melbourne it, and Para. Yeah, but it's at Parramatta, uh, the new stadium. So we might just – should I jump into my tips, you reckon? Yeah, mate, jump into what's happening this week. I thought I actually thought Manly were kicking things off on Thursday night. Are there more than one game? No, no, no. They're um they'll be at home to Brookie at uh, three o'clock on the Saturday, which I okay. reckon, and that's a great day to go to Brookvale Saturday Arvo three o'clock. It'll be rocking. Um, but yeah, the first game, yeah, I'm going to tip the Melbourne Storm, but I think it'll be very close. Uh, Bellamy has never lost around one since he's been coach of the Melbourne Storm, which is 20 years or 21 years, something like that. Pretty amazing. Um, then I'll be tipping, unfortunately, the New Zealand Warriors over there to beat my Newcastle Knights and start the misery off for me this year. Uh, the Penrith Panthers, I think, will beat Brisbane comfortably in the second game on Friday night. As I said, Manly, Brookvale will be rocking uh, come Saturday, Arvo, 3 o'clock. And I expect them to put a bit of a number on the dogs, actually. Uh, then up to North Queensland for the 5.30 game, I think they will comfortably handle the Raiders. And unfortunately, the Cronulla Sharks are missing Dallian medalist Nico Hines for round one. Good your minor boy Nico is. Uh, and I think Souths will get the job done over Cronulla to finish off the Saturday games. The Dolphins, in their first ever match in the NRL on the yeah. Sunday... Yep. Yeah, they're playing, they're playing the Roosters, so that's a real fair challenge that. I think the Roosters will win comfortably, but I think the Dolphins will be competitive to a point. And then I've got the Tigers to beat the Titans at Leichhardt to finish off the round. That'll be a real toss of the coin. I think it'll be highly entertaining, that game. And the Dragons, my wooden spoon tip, have the bye, so they'll be undefeated going into round two. It's <laughs> a good way to start with the bye. That's it, mate. Yeah, yes, you. What are. um, what are the do- so the dolphins are at home? I mean, they're just down the road they're from home. me, really, or are yeah. they away? First, no, they're first at home. Day. So they play out of Red. Oh, that might be at SunCorp Stadium, though. So they play about half a dozen games at Redcliffe, and the rest at SunCorp, just being a bit bigger. Uh, but yeah, no, there's no 
name to them in terms of area they're representing. They're just called the Dolphins. Um, it's yep. drop the Redcliffe, which is a bit is odd. That, is that a bit like the Sharks and yeah, still you know, the some Cronulla, of those Cronulla Sharks, the Cronulla, Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, and yeah, the Lord Dragons. I feel like there was a while where they just dropped the the town mm-hmm. names there and really went with yeah, with okay. the with yep. the mascot names. So, yeah, look, maybe they're trying to draw on a broader audience being in Brisbane. Mm. They want to capture, hey, we're on the sunny coast, so maybe sunny coast will yep. uh, gravitate to an NRL team that is on the north side of Brisbane and doesn't have yep. Brisbane in the name. Yeah, I, th- I think that's probably why they've done it. And, I mean, Brisbane is a big big enough city, I think, to host mm. two teams. So it'll be interesting to see what sort of following they get, but more importantly, how they go with results. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think with Wayne Bennett there, he's... He's certainly their most important signing, um, and I think he'll he'll at least make them play with effort and energy and, and things that you can be competitive with. So they might just be missing that little bit of spark to score some points, but yeah, they'll they'll do okay. But that's um yeah, that's my tips for the week, mate. We'll see how we go. Start off the round. Um, yeah, nice. I think one of the segments, mate, we had last year. Obscure sports. Now, I don't have anything for it this week. I'm not sure if you do either, but we might have a think about that and see if we can come up with a couple of crackers for the next few weeks or even if the listeners want to chuck something in there and let us know about. Last year we had, what do we have? We had extreme ironing, uh, partner <laughs> racing. Um, oh, there's a whole heap of stuff. There was strange, strange old Olympic sports and That's right. random news. Belt wrestling you had, didn't you? We do the belt wrestling. Yeah. I think we even mentioned the Korean skating team that won fried chicken for life or something. Yeah, random. So nice. there's there's plenty of random sport uh, mm. news and obscure sports in themselves, which we'll be adding uh, throughout the season and throughout uh, yeah throughout the podcast. But if you've got options, by all means, send them through. That's it, mate. And we're looking as well as the Aussies overseas uh, doing anything. You got anything for us with the Aussie sporting teams overseas? I guess we're in India for the cricket, aren't we? We are. That's been the big one. And they've been pretty disappointing, to be honest. Uh, Have not stood up to the conditions and blamed everything from the pitch to who knows what. But, you know, the Indians have, again, just shown they can play on those pitches and outplay us. So um, I, I felt like they were exposed as a young a young team. They showed some good results, but yep. going over there is the real test. And I think they've been exposed as a pretty young team. And we've had a few, a few of our, our bowling attack out, which hasn't made that any easier. Yeah. But um, oh, look, I was disappointed, to be honest. And um, the cricket's been disappointing, I think, because we've either been dominating when we were at home or yep. being dominated over there. So we want some yeah. close, so closer matches. Well, the, the women's team, they've carved up. So shout out to them. They've won the T20 World Cup again. Yeah. Yep. There's sixth overall and third in a row or something like that. Meg Lanning's lifted the trophy five times. Like that's pretty insane. Yeah. They're they're one of the most dominant sporting teams in the world, like in terms of world sport. They're up there with some of the all blacks records and stuff like that. It's pretty impressive. Um so yeah, apart from that, mate, I don't have too much else about Aussies overseas. No, that's probably about all this week. Um look, we've got a couple other parts of the the uh, podcast we'd like to cover off each week, uh, including our beer or brewery of the week. So I'm just going to dive in there, um, only because I'm a little bit, a uh, little bit amped. I've actually been at the Queensland Beer Awards today, yeah. funnily enough, down in Brisbane. Nice. Um, we've Sunny Coast Breweries have actually done pretty well in the past at this uh, event, and in fact, Moffat Beach Brewery, who cleaned up last year, 
have done the same again. So champion small, medium brewery, champion beer of the whole awards, which is their summer ale. Yeah. Uh, they picked up a couple other medals as well, which just put them at the, the top of the list. So yeah, hats off to our local guys and they yeah, make cracking beer. So keep an eye out for their summer ale, pale ale. Yep. Um, but I'd be remiss to not mention some of the beer we were drinking in Japan and even visiting. We went to Sapporo yeah. Brewery, which was amazing. Really cool old brick building. Lots of history there. Um, quite an incredible uh, place to visit. Yep. Uh, and a huge scale uh, is just insane. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we visited Sapporo Brewery, which was which was a snowy old and cold old affair. But, um, but yeah, there are a couple, couple little nods to our beer of the week this week. Now, tell me, Josh, visiting Sapporo Brewery in Japan, does that mean that you can use the whole trip as a tax write-off? Mate, the trip was absolutely <laughs> research-based. I not only went I to breweries, that. I sampled beer, I I actually uh, experienced local tours that on the ground. Fantastic. So, yeah, look, I, I, love, I love seeing – I mean, they've got a tour of the brewery there too, so it's always good to mm. see how they present what they do so in the short answer hell yes i love that that's fantastic mate you're you're an ideas man i love it um ale or bale this week mate now we hadn't really thought about anyone or um i don't know didn't have anyone in mind maybe slightly uh forgotten about that segment but i'm just gonna throw one at you willy-nilly and because he's on my tv at the moment uh the rat from india virat kohli are you having an ale or are you bailing Ooh. on Virat? That's a good one. That's a, mm. that's actually quite a good one that if we'd spent time planning, we probably wouldn't have come up with it. But yeah. we'd come up with it on the spot. I reckon. I reckon. And oh, he seems like such an arrogant bastard, but mm. he's incredibly skillful player. Yep. I don't actually think I'd enjoy the conversation. He yeah. would be an interesting dude, but I don't think I'd enjoy the conversation. And yep. does he even drink beer? I don't know. He's got no no skin. His skin folds would be minimal, wouldn't they? So <laughs> doubtful. I think he's vegan, actually. Um, but that's that's fine. Our vegan listeners are important as well. Well, um, I had a debate today about whether beer is vegan or not because yeast is right. a living organism. Yeast is wow. in beer. We we talked oh. about all that sort of stuff. So, so look, hey, I <laughs> I don't think he drinks beer. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna bail on him. Bail. I'm gonna bail, well, mate. Being the cricket nuffy that I am. Gonna have to ale. I might be drinking for both of us, I guess. But I'll um I'll be our cor- our Virat correspondent, and I'll I'll let you know what he's like. Um, I just yeah, with I think probably second or third, maybe to Sachin and MS Dhoni. I reckon Virat's probably third in the the pecking order of Indian cricketers and how many people love him. So probably just have to do it. You'd get mobbed though in India, though, wouldn't you? Oh, you drink having a beer with him in India. That's a different. That's a different scenario. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, I've yeah. not been to India, so I'd probably enjoy the experience. But mm. um, you have one at the not. Taj Mahal. <laughs> Is that allowed? Probably not. I don't think they serve beer there, mate. No, no. <laughs> oh, good stuff, mate. All right. Um, bet of the week, mate. Now we like to have a small wager each week just for fun, but always responsibly. Uh, what have you got for us this week, mate? Well, look, it's such an early start of the season, but I've already alluded a little to what I've been looking at, which is, you know, how the Swans might fare this week. Um, now, I've I've looked at them at top four, but they're skinny odds. So, but I, I just 
if I take that bet on them finishing top four, I'll cheer them in the whole year through. So um, they're paying about two sixty to finish yeah, nice. top four, which is a bit skinny, but um, it gives yep. me something to cheer towards, mate. How about yeah, you? Yeah, I like that, mate. Futures bets are always solid, especially this time of the year. Mate, I have gone just a real simple head-to-head rugby league, and it's my four best of the weekend. So I've gone the Penrith Panthers into the Manly Seagulls, into the Sydney Roosters, and the North Queensland Cowboys, and that'll get you $2.89. So pretty simple one to start. As we always say, gamble responsibly, but you might be able to get some beers in the sheds with a bit of pocket money from that. Happy days. Happy That's days. It, mate. And we spoke about before, Pixie Watch. So your horse, peer pressure. Where are we at? I know looking at a race soon. Yeah, that's right. So, um, look, she she ran a maiden. She finished third, mm-hmm. and she's yep. been uh, just rested slightly, uh, a little bit of uh, light training, and then mm-hmm. uh, ready to trial again, potentially next week. So, yeah, look, after that trial, um, she's potentially been lined up to uh, run another race, uh, another maiden. Um, and if she wins that or finishes first or second, the, the idea is to put her in the Percy Sykes Stakes, which is a, nice. a group – a group two race for two-year-olds. It's 1,200 metres. Um, but the prize money for that race is a million bucks. So she is Ooh. being positioned. Yeah, she's being positioned towards a, a higher-end two-year-old uh, racing carnivals. Um, yep. She she wasn't el- eligible for the slipper. Uh, I think a million things have to go right for two-year-olds mm. from what I've learned. They're so young yep. in uh, training and prepping and racing and trialling to, to be yep. ready for the, the slipper is pretty challenging. But... Um, uh, so the trainer has just said, look, I think we're going to aim for this Percy Sykes stakes. So, uh, yeah, look, fingers crossed. She trials well, uh, does yeah. well in that next race, and then lines up for, for bigger and better things. So pretty exciting. Unreal, unreal. And Chris Lees is the trainer, is that right? Yeah, Chris Lees yeah. is the trainer, and I've he gives regular updates, which is, which is kind of fun for me to yeah. check in how she's running. They give you some um, training updates and videos mm-hmm. and – um, you know, out the stables, what she's up to. So, yeah, it's a nice way to see how how she's trained and how she's looked after, which um, yeah. for me has been an interesting part of yeah. uh, horse racing, I guess, just learning a bit more about that side of the game. Unreal, man. Yeah, she uh, she looked pretty good to me. She opens up in the straight, really flies home. So, yeah, very impressive. And I, I wish you all the best, uh, especially, yeah, 5% of a million. That's not too bad. Do, do you do the maths, mate? That'd be handy. Yeah. <laughs> pay, pay for a few bales of hay, I think. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> or a few ales for us. Um, Absolutely. Thanks, mate. I've loved it. All right, buddy. Well, look, that's our episode one of, of season two. So um, thanks for joining us and thanks, everyone, for listening in. Tell your mates to check us out on uh, podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those other streaming platforms. Absolutely. And tell a mate as well, if you can. Uh, that would really help us out. Follow us on the social media pages. Facebook, Twitter, uh, we're looking at getting an Instagram, TikTok. I've got to get onto that because I said that all last season. So let's do that for season two. And yeah, thanks, mate. Loved it. No worries, buddy. You can run the socials. And uh, wherever you are this weekend, enjoy your beers in the sheds.